to a live Best Bets show here, the Field of 68's Best Bets. This is the three-man weave. We're here. We're presented, as always, by Bet Rivers. Thank Guys, you. we have been in person before for Best Bets, mm. but it was when we were in a Vegas hotel room and we were still on different cameras. This is the first yes. time we've had we a real panel set up. We have, like, props. Matt, Kai. Backdrop. Yep. Look how nice these mics are. These are awesome. I need to... Sure is the brand name of these mics. These are awesome. I'm excited to be here in New Orleans, guys. Let's talk hoops. Kai, you finally made it. Kai had some travel delays a I whole had. day, but he's here. He's in town. Man. Matt is petting the bobblehead as you as you <laughs> His can king. possibly see. His I, king rat. I have the king in the palm of my hand right here. It's Coach K. Fellas, we are down to three more games in the college basketball <laughs> season. Apologies to the NIT title game that is tonight. There's three more games. No one cares. Two of them will be on Saturday, Matthew. And one of them involves your Blue Devils. That's correct. But we're going chronological. I'm sorry. We're going it's chronological. Uh, Kai, we're going to kick it off with the two, the two logos in front of you. Kansas Villanova, 509 Central Tip here in New Orleans. Yes. Wow, uh, we got, we got oh, Matt, of course. Come on. Kansas, a four-and-a-half-point favorite at our show sponsor, Bet Rivers. That's right. Total, I believe, is, I don't have the live total. I believe it's 133 and a half. Good show, Prep. We're going we're gonna to get on that, though. Kai, we, we have, obviously, two Blue Bloods here. Yes. Two great programs got through their regions. Very difficult run for Villanova. I would say a little less so for Kansas. Oh, yeah. And we've talked about the KU's draw this entire time. It's the easiest draw of all the one seeds in the tournament, Jim. And yeah, it's true, I, and it turned out to be. I maintain that the top five seeds from Villanova's region, I would have picked to the final four yes. in, in their region. Absolutely. In yeah. Houston, region. Arizona. I mean, that was a gauntlet of a region. Now you have Kansas. Now the spread is four and a half. Might seem kind of high, but the reason is Justin Moore, Achilles tear, obviously. In my opinion, guys, though, they adjusted too much. I still like Villanova here. In fact, it's my best bet. <laughs> One point I'm going to... Early best bet. We, we, can, we can... Ah, don't ruin the hair. Nah, the hair. We, can, we can go into details... On the matchup points, I'm sure Matt and Jim are going to hit a bunch here. But I want to say something about something that I noticed in the Miami game versus Kansas that Matt and I were there for. David McCormick was open in the post maybe every single possession in the first half. Kansas ignored him. They did not get the ball to their big guy. Now, it was a point of emphasis for Bill Self in the second half, and his team certainly figured it out. But I can see Villanova taking McCormick completely out of this game making Kansas guards panic a little bit, getting their own shot, worried about their own scoring. And all of a sudden, Villanova's hanging in, winning the game most of the game, and it ended up being a one- or two-point possession ball game, and I like Villanova here at plus four-and-a-half. I think they hang around. Jay Wright also, better coach. V's up. I'm with Nova as well. I think, that, I mean, more things huge. I thought that was all you were going to give us. No, done, and that's all I have, Jim. Like, Back I need to more you. from you here. I need more. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, the more things huge. We talked about it. Um, his impact on both sides is substantial. But, Jim, this is the Brian Antoine coming out party that we've been waiting for for, what, five years now? Yes. Ten years, yes. maybe? We didn't follow him as please, he was a please, youngster please. in the grassroots circuit. Please, please, please. He'll get some big minutes in this game. I think he'll, he has to respond. But just the collective uprising from the others of Nova, your Slaters, your Dixons, and, of course, uh, Samuels, the Mr. most Samuels, outstanding, most outstanding player, player who I think is the most valuable yeah. player he, on this team right now. Second or third wise. favorite to win most outstanding player, I believe. Of, third, yeah, behind yeah, Ben Carroll yeah. and Ochai Bazi. Which is strange, right? We'll get to yeah. player plops. Actually, you want to hit, we can talk about it right now if you want to. But, yeah, the fact that Samuels is actually ranked higher than Gillespie is a, sort of an yeah. off. It's a little surprising. A little yeah. odd there. Matt, I want to hit the Justin Moore thing because you mentioned yeah. it. It's obviously a massive storyline for this game. We talked about some of the on-off numbers for Justin Moore are not as stark as we expected. No. 
But the one thing I want to say is I think it matters a lot less in a game that he is physically not playing. Yep. Yep. Like in most games, okay, they, they know they still have him on the bench. They can go to him. It changes how you approach like pace and your efficiency. Uh, this game, it, it means a little bit less. Right. Uh, I think Pivot Analysis had him uh, where they play faster with him off the floor. Right. And I'm anti that. I think it's going to be yeah. such a slow game. I think Villanova wants to keep this under 60 possessions if they can, both <coughs> for fatigue to. and foul trouble regions. Yep. Like, you, you want this to be minimal yeah. to where you can't let the talent gap that I think Kansas has a little bit. You don't want that to play out. Yeah. And again, foul trouble could be huge for somebody, especially like Dixon, going against uh, McCormick in the post. Samuels, yep. we saw Miami lose Miller early in the first half and lose Wardenburg early in the second half to foul trouble. So I think Villanova is going to be very focused on that. And actually, I, I will hitch on to that point, Jim, because you know you, you mentioned Wardenburg. Yeah, when he went out, that was a huge issue. And in, in fact, Larinaga in the press conference said how important Wardenburg was. I believe they're only minus three with Wardenburg on the floor yeah. against Kansas. Yeah. And they lost by about 20 points. But that was what, by 26. 26. And what Wardenburg did, which killed Kansas, was he pulled McCormick away from the rim. Or rather, excuse me, Jalen Wilson was guarding him, but he spaced Kansas out on that end. And that's something Villanova could absolutely do with Eric Dixon and with Jermaine Samuels playing the five. If he plays the five, McCormick's in trouble on the, on the defensive end. He cannot guard any of the other players, you can't just hide him on a Jordan Miller, which is what they did against Miami. But that's where Moore's injury comes in. Right. The Samuels at the five lineup is a little bit less potent yes. with Archie Diakon or Antoine occupying Correct. the fifth spot. Yeah. And you don't want Archie Diakon playing. Also, the question I, I saw somebody pose this was, like, I know Eric Dixon is shooting over 50% from three, but are you comfortable with giving right. that up if you're Kansas rather than... Absolutely. Like, yeah, like, I, I would rather have McCormick sort of doubling on Colin Gillespie post-ups against... Dewan Harris. Yes. That scares me more than, like, Dixon's yeah. only made, I think, 17 threes all year. It's a very yeah. low volume 50%. I, I'll be honest. I wonder what, like, his over under three point attempt prop would be in this game. I bet he shoots, like, three or four. Because, hey. he, yeah. you know, it's going nice to be prop. like the spotlight is on that matchup. And you're right. The fact that Self tried to invert the, like, having McCormick guard yeah. Miller. Yep. And uh, Wilson guard Wardenberg. He, right. he was very afraid of that dynamic. He can't really avoid it here. No. I mean, again, it, the threat of Dixon shooting is not near what Wardenberg is. But I think Dixon can shoot it. And McCormick's going to like lethargically close out. He makes the first two. I, I think kind of changes the whole mindset yeah. of how Dixon hit two it. massive threes Big late ones. against Ohio I State. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's, I guess, part of it. The, the best player props we have are the ones where we back into them. Where yeah. we're like, yes. Yes. We, we talk about the game, and we're like, oh, I, I guess this is a good prop. Like, there it so is. That's, I think that's kind of the way to approach it. Kai, yeah. your best bet was Villanova plus four and a half. It's Villanova plus four and a half. Hey, if you can find five at Bet Rivers, take it, but four and a half would you just find. Matt, Matt, or, this is where Matt endorses buying a Do half not point. buy the hook. Don't buy the hook. Buy the hook. Buy the hook. <laughs> Always buy, buy the hook. hook. Uh, buy Kai, the my hook. best bet. Yes. It's actually a two. It's a two for best bet. A Villanova best bet. It's not Villanova <laughs> itself, but it is the first half under 62 or 61 yeah. and a half is fine with me. And the full game Even under hot. 133. Anything 132 or below or, or above is fine with me. I, I think this game is a crawl. I think Villanova needs it to be that yep. way. They're going to score a little less efficiently late in the shot clock because mm -hmm. of not having Justin Moore. Yep. So between possessions and a little bit of efficiency, the play is in the favor of Nova. I, I think that's going to be uh, a very good thing for the under I lean your way in the side, too, as well, Kai. Elite Eight unders, they were... Sweet 16 and Elite Eight were 11 and 1. 11 and 1 unders. So, but historically, Matt, and you had some data on this, Final Four hasn't quite been that way. It's the, been more skewing over, yeah, correct? The Final Four skews over the championship game skews right. under. Again, small sample size theater. 
don't run into it. But I, I think this game size. will. Oh, I think the Duke UNC game will will be a points bonanza. That's a whole different type of animal. But so um, let me let me ask a question, kind of as a, a bridge to that. Do you care about the venue? When you are handicapping this game, do you care about it being in a football stadium? Yeah. I think I, uh, I saw Stucky from the Action Network tweet that the games in the last Final Four at the Superdome, all three games went under. Went under, yeah. But the previous one, all three games went over. So you like, I think it might not be as big of a deal as some people are making it to be. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I think more of these, we've been playing in football stadiums for how long now for the Final Four? So I think. I'll say kids are used to it because how many kids have played in multiple fours? I think there's a dynamic. Colin Gillespie's going to be a real company. Yeah, he's like, oh, nope. just raining through. Well, hey, he'll be post. I, I think it's a way. huge deal. I actually you do. Okay, I, I really do. I think I, for us it is, but like for the these guys, I don't know. I, I, if you get into the Superdome, which we haven't quite been in there yet, but we, trust Min- it, we'll be on the case. Minnesota's we'll be on place the case. was enormous, and and we saw firsthand at the United Center even those baskets yeah. in that venue. It's a whole different ball game than your college campus. It, it really is, and maybe it is easier transferring from a United Center to a Superdome versus a campus site to the Superdome. But still, first half, I think it matter a whole lot. So I, I do lean towards your way, Jim. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. My my anecdotal comparison is my high school team played at the Bradley Center where the Bucks play. There you go. Huge. And it, it messed with my perception a little bit. I yeah. can figure it out, but yeah. you're like, okay, this is different. There's not a wall right behind there. I'm not playing in a 600-person yeah, gym. Right. But Okay, so Matt, do you have any, any leans you want to give? On Final, that I just endorse of the under and endorse Nova. The transition D is a big thing, too, for Nova. I think it's where Kansas is best, is in transition. If they're half-court, get a little stagnant. Yep. Um, but when you get Ekbaji and Wilson full like freight trains on the break, that, that's a tough 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 not to crack yes. but but Nova's going to defend that that's what right. I, I will I will Houston reiterate second half they said no you're not going to run against them Villanova's their, their switchability makes them a great transition yeah. defense because they don't care who they're near there's not yeah, cross getting the guy closest to you right and yeah, then yeah. they also don't turn the ball over which fuels transition breaks that's yeah, how no Miami got that huge, big big right. run in the second half against or, or Kansas got the big run Kansas against Miami because right. yep. yep. they started giving the ball away uh, all right second game Obviously, Matt has not given a best bet yet. Hint, it's going to be in this second game. Oh, can you guess, Jim, what it is? North Carolina. We have Duke. The storied rivalry. There's all the narratives behind this. But, guys, we are, we are best bets. We are handicapping. We are not narrative-based. We yeah. are matchup or number, yeah. something else in that department. Yeah. So, Matt, I'm going to go to you first. Maybe maybe your best bet from this game is because of a narrative. It might be. It kind of is narrative. We've got I'll Duke, be honest, Duke a minus four, thing. a total of 151. Yep. I'm going to give you free reign. What direction do you want to go in with this game? My best bet is Duke minus four, but I like the over a lot too. I'm on both, so we'll talk about both components. Right to put it on. Put my if like you my, if you would like to. It depends on how you feel about your hair. I've chosen. You know, I was recruited by Duke out of high school, by the way, <laughs> but I decided to chase a better business opportunity in Indiana. For science. Um, to me, this game comes down to individual matchups. <laughs> like, I think sometimes people overanalyze the personnel 1v1, point guard versus point guard. But I think in this game, where especially it's the coach the old, and, the old Dr. Jack Ramsey of point exactly, guard versus yes, point guard, right, edge yeah. team one, <laughs> shooting guard versus shooting guard, edge team two. That holds in this game because yeah. that's how Duke plays offense. They like to look for isolation and matchups. And UNC is going to, they're not going to throw anything super tricky schematically at Duke. So Duke will go at the matchups they want to exploit. And with the emergence of Jeremy Roach, um, I think they have an edge at almost every position on the floor, save the leaky black, presumably going to guard Paolo Bancaro. Is he, that's not an edge. Put, who do you put Manic on? That's He's not the, guarding the, Wendell Moore. The point, is, the point is UNC has issues, right? I think UNC whoever, has to whoever, They have to pick their poison. Le- leaky can only guard one person. Correct. Is what yeah. you're saying. Also, and I don't think Leaky can guard Bancaro, by the way. 
I, he, he guarded him very well in the second half of the first game. He did. Leaky has the good makeup to guard Ben Carroll. I don't think Ben Carroll right. is, like, invincible. I think he is a very good player. If, he's if a he, mismatch nightmare for most teams. Leaky Black's an all-world defender If Ben right Carroll now. doesn't decide I'm going to play bully ball, then Leaky can guard him. Right. That's a good it's point. Just, you, the physicality, I think, is the one area where he probably has an edge. And yep. Duke hasn't always been consistent in getting Ben Carroll to those spots. Like, sometimes he tends to drift on the perimeter, and he turns into, like, a swing guard. But about nine minutes left in the Arkansas game. Light bulb. Play. They just yes. fed him, fed yes. him, yep. fed him on the block, yes. and it was unstoppable. Um, right. And Duke's yeah, offense I, I was unstoppable it. against Texas Tech, loved which it. we talked about in the second half. What did they shoot second half? I literally seventy percent. For the final eight and a half minutes, it was a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Scored every possession. There's no hyperbole. They shot a hundred percent. Well, they Matt, had a couple turnovers. But. Matt does oh, have that right, stat yeah. from from Bartorvik. We're going to whip out our, our Torviks here to uh, annoy Tio, uh, Mr. Tio. Sorry, Coach Tio. Fifth best defense in the since country February since, since February seventeenth. UNC. Okay, maybe that's true, but my angle for this game, and I like Duke as well, Matt. Their guards, UNC's guards, are too erratic for me. I, and Caleb Love is wow. a St. Louis guy, wow. Matt. Shout start hometown. Represent. But he's erratic. He takes bad shots. So does R.J. Davis. Yeah. And, yeah, when they make them, they're awesome. They are unbeatable since since March 1st. Best team Bye, in the country Mike. for Bartorvik. But goodbye. Goodbye, M.O.D. You're Bye. the man. Mike O'Donnell leaving Mike O'Donnell. the show. That's fine. He's the such, show. Such Apparently we're very boring. But. Such a good guy. <laughs> we're running out of but time now. Goodbye. Just, they're, they're wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> They're too, they're too erratic to win a game like this, in my opinion, and a, and a national championship. I know Love really gets up for these Duke games. But He's playing at max confidence right now. He I, is, though. That's my worry. I as a just fan. don't think it's sustainable, and I'll take Duke's edge and talent by that much, and I'll take their ability to bang on the boards with UNC, which a lot of teams can't do. I like Duke. Minus four. Yeah, I, the glass battle, I think, is a great matchup point to mention. The yeah. first game where Duke blew out UNC, Dominant. they won the rebounding battle 40-24. to in the second game, 37 to 34 UNC. Right. And it, I mentioned on our other show that part of that's because Duke finally missed a couple shots. Yeah. And there's helps. more defensive rebounds available <laughs> yeah. for North Carolina. But, man, I, I buy a lot of the matchup angles here. And, Matt, I said we weren't narrative based. There's a narrative. Here. Yes, there, there is. is. There is a narrative. You, so, re- revenge is an angle, though. That's a narrative, but also a betting angle. It is. Is that something angle. you're looking at here where they're like, the rubber match? This young team is very annoyed at what UNC did to Coach K's final yes. home game. And I think it's um, ah, yes. T.O. Yes, and, yes. And, Ray, and Mr. Schiller's talked about this on the show, I think, two nights ago, how there's actually less pressure for this game relative to the Duke-UNC game at home. I actually agree with that. Which, which is know, wild. It, it, sounds, it sounds like lunacy at first, but let that marinate for a second. Like, it's the last home game at Cameron. It's a who's who of Duke alumni and superstars. Everyone who's come across the glorious yeah. golden path of Coach K is at that game, last regular season game, and then you just lay an egg. Now you have that in your rear view. It's like, okay, we got this thing out of what. Now it's like both teams lose, I go home. So obviously there's pressure on both teams to win this the, game. The other thing is it's we – It kind of like levels like, itself out. We knew when Coach K's last home game was the day he announced his retirement. Yes. Right. That name was circled that, UNC. Build up, like, build up, build up, build up. We didn't know that they would meet in the Final Four until four days ago. Yeah. So there just hasn't been the same amount of like yeah. time to build up what this matchup is. Can I ask something? Yes. Is this the best Final Four matchup of all time? Yes. Yes. Is it? I mean, yes. it was really good. Is it, Dagan? Yes. I think, I think so. Yes, I mean, it I is. Mean, it is. I, I, the one I go back to is the the, year that, the first take. year that all four one seeds make, made it. was the yes. Kansas, Memphis, awesome UCLA, yeah. North Carolina. Oh, like, is that 08? 
I, I can't remember the year. I think Twelve. it was the, the year Kansas won, right? Oh, oh wait, right? Yeah, Chalmers. Oh, the Chalmers shot against the Heroes. Yeah. Over Memphis. Which, which was yeah. it was awesome to have, like, oh, yeah. hey, the teams we kind of thought were the four best teams all year. But these are the four best teams right now. They are. And it's they pretty are. sweet to have Sorry, multiple Blue Bloods. Obviously, Matt is on board the, uh, the Blue Devils. Uh, I, I would imagine we're going to have another best bet show for the title game. I would, I would imagine, Maybe. Dagan, that's going to hey, be Hey, listen, I, I'm whatever the boss says behind you. Okay. So oh, he, yeah. I'm we're sure. We're going to have one more best bet show for the title game, correct? Yes. yes. There you go. Your, there's your answer. Fantastic. Boss confirms. Yep. Sunday? Okay. Sunday. Well, on the right, Sabbath. We, we <laughs> will holy. be there on the Sabbath. Uh, but before we go, let's quick recap best bets. Yep. Yep. And then we got to tell the people to get down to Gordon Biersch here in New Orleans. Gordon Biersch. On, on Poydras Street. It is very accessible to anybody that's staying downtown. Uh, we're, there's going to be a show tonight from 6 to 8. Trent Frazier is here right Trent now. Frazier. Illinois fans. Nice ball player. Get down here. Nice talk to him player. about the shoulder brace. Talk to him about his unreal career. We'll get it all in there. Uh, but, yeah, so that's tonight, 6 to 8. They'll be live again. Yep. Gordon Biersch here in New Orleans. Yep. Best bets, Kai. Let them know where you're at. Best bet. The Villanova Wildcats, plus 4.5, keeping it close, maybe winning the game. He would Kansas. wear the hat Ooh. if he wasn't. Totally terrified. My hair is fresh. I need it. I need to stay head. like this, guys, for tonight. So we have a lot of things Villanova to do. Villanova plus four and a half. That's Matthew, right. you have? Duke minus four. Duke minus four. I am on Villanova. First half under 62 and full game under 133. Again, I think it's a slog. Start to finish. We're all about it. Uh, Matthew, again, there's there's our lovely little Coach K. Dahl. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We will see you again, like we said, on Sunday. We'll get a timeout at some point. That's we got to figure out the schedule behind the scenes. Better than yeah. today. <laughs> we will be back, yeah. I would assume, back here recording, right? Yes, oh, yeah. fantastic. Oh, yeah. We'll be live in person again. It's great to be with the Weave. Uh, again, uh, New Orleans, so if good. you are here, come down to Gordon Biersch either today, tonight, 6 to 8 when they're live, or anytime when they're recording in the next couple of days over the weekend. We'd love to see you. Say hi to Mr. Douster. Come dunk on Jeff Goodman. He's Throw tomatoes at us the whole nine yards. Uh, yeah, 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 so we will see you all next time, Sunday. Good luck with your best bets on Saturday. Enjoy.